All right, we are back again talking about defensive coordinators and what is, uh, I do want to quickly cover this, a switch to non-live content. We This is Puyo Accounted. Um, so this is going to be how we're going to address the offseason is we're going to record videos and then post them uh, rather than doing a, a live stream. Um, podcast will still be available like same days, you know, same places that you always get it. Um, but if you do enjoy the video content, it is now just going to be Puyo Coded. So your comments still don't mean like they don't not mean anything. Comment on the video, like subscribe, all that stuff. But, uh, today we're talking about defensive coordinators that the Vikings are interested in Ohioing for the 2023 season. And I think that there's a fan favorite name. There's an interesting name to me. And then there's a guy that I'm not really sure that I like. So we'll. I think we'll get in. I think there's three of them total, correct, at the moment. All right. Well, yep. um, I'll yep. pass it off to you. Uh, my wonderful co-host Will Goodwin. Uh, find him on Twitter at Will Bad Lose. Um, Will, uh, I'll let you kick it off. Just, just surprise me. Who, who's your favorite or non-favorite or whatever? Yeah, I mean the. Uh, we can just get out, get the first one out of the way that you know you you kind of said is the fan favorite and the obvious one that everyone's excited about. And I'm I'm assuming you mean that's Brian Flores, um, the previous Dolphins head coach. He held that job for two three seasons. Um, he's from the Belichick tree, which doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Um, we've seen a handful of Belichick disciples, if you will, or proteges faceplant as coaches, uh, most notably the first stint of Josh McDaniels in Denver, um, the whole Tim Tebow experiment. Um, but then we've also seen another, you know, pseudo Belichick offshoot, which is, you know, Mike Vrabel do pretty, pretty well in Tennessee. So um, Flores had a decent run in Miami. I think, you know, he wore out his welcome a little bit. He was a little bit maybe too, too aggressive, too um, forward. I think it's maybe, too willing to win to games, in. if you if you ask some yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, there was there was at least reports and speculation that the ownership group wanted him to sort of not try at the end of the season to uh, to go for a better draft pick. You know, I think they started last year one and seven or something atrocious, and I think they finished the season nine and eight or eight and nine, and they had a great run to the end of the season. It obviously didn't matter because they didn't make the playoffs, but he's somebody who's going to go down fighting. And um, I think what Vikings fans are excited for is probably his moxie. Um, he's, you know, sort of a man's man, you know, and uh, if, uh, if Mike Tomlin, you know, wanted to bring him onto his staff this year, I think that says something about the guy. Um, so, I mean, we can get into some of the, you know, specific statistics and all that stuff. I mean, one thing that, I'll just mention here is I know that, you know, Vikings fans, me included, bemoaned the fact that this this year's iteration of the defense hardly seemed to bring any blitzes, any pressure. Um, Brian Flores was somebody who, in his tenure as the Dolphins coach, brought tons of pressure um, with blitzes. He uh, he coached the team for three years. The first season was you know, he was middle of the pack. But the last two seasons, his blitz percentage was second in the league. Um, so he's someone who's going to bring pressure, whether that's, um, you know, design blitzes or not. He's someone who's going to want to get at the quarterback. So that would be a welcome change. Um, 
but else what what else jordan what do you see with brian flores that either interests you disinterests you disenchants you what have yeah. you yeah I think it's worth bringing up that he was, oh, he is uh, going to be interviewing for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job, which could yep. make the timeline of events very muddy for the Vikings. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like bury the lead or whatever the, the phrase is uh, too much, but like the, we have two other coaches that we've requested interviews with. We've already done an interview with one of them that was conducted today. <laughs> And if Brian Flores moves on to the next round of Arizona Cardinals head coaching interviews, then potentially we're going to have to either like, uh, I know, I know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sean Desai. I keep wanting to call him Joe Desai, but Sean Desai was requested for a defensive coordinator interview with the dolphins. So like, we might need to make a decision on him. If he wants to come here or the, you know, if, if he wants an answer, we might have to rule Brian Flores out. So it gets kind of muddy because of that. And I feel like that's mm -hmm. worth noting. Talking about how he calls defense, though, I would say he still technically runs a three-file defense. So, like, there will still be some, I mean, the way guys line up in in base packages, which we rarely use in today's NFL. Uh, that will a stay lot the of same. Nickel. Yeah, a lot of nickel. But he will completely change the way the defense is ran. Because right now the defense that Donatello ran, or last season that Donatello ran, was very, you know, you only rush foul guys and you play off coverage and you don't let big plays happen. At least you're not supposed to. The Vikings under Donatello were still letting big plays happen at a pretty consistent rate. Um, and I think that's in part just with that scheme, I think losing some of its lusto as these wide receivers just get faster and faster as they are coming out and they're, they're you know, twitchy on twitchy. So I feel like it gets harder to bring them down in space. And then a five yard slant goes to the house and it's, you know, that whole thing. So Flores does a lot more like press man, heavy blitz, single high safety blitzing on, you know, almost every play or every other play. I mean, he is a very aggressive coach. And I think a lot of Vikings fans are drawn to that because it's, it's, kind of the exact other side of the coin as as what Donatel was and yep. i think vikings fans just want a it was it's similar to when zemo got fired and we immediately said hire someone to coach the offense this time and if you know if we get fed up with kevin o'connell having a pretty good offense but having an atrocious defense O'Connell will lose his job and we will say hire someone to fix the defense and so that you always want the opposite and so i think that's why yeah. he gets so much attention he is my favorite. I hope he doesn't get the Cardinals job selfishly because I want him to be the Vikings yeah. defensive coordinator. I think he's a very yeah. good coach. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you too about um, maybe what we know of his personality and how that would potentially fit in the new sort of Kevin and Quasi culture. Um, I mean, the great thing that I noted about this was just him and Kevin, him and Kevin overlapped in new england one year so there's a little bit of at least potential familiarity there it doesn't mean that they know each other terribly well but they've at least been in the building together for a year but in terms of you know personality fit where what do you uh what do you see there any concerns or anything that you like i don't want to say it would be a concern but they definitely need to understand that there has to be a bad guy and so maybe you do, I mean, and it's, it, it works. There's a reason it's a trope and it, it's because it works. You have to do the good cop, bad cop 
Kevin has to be the shoulder to cry on. The guy who makes eye contact with you in the locker room, you know, like Mike Zimmer infamously never did. Like Kevin has to be the friend who says, it's all right, guys, we'll get him next time. And you have to let Brian Flores be himself because if you're inauthentic in this league, I think players see directly through it and then you immediately lose them. So you have to let Flores be Flores. And and that means he's going to be kind of a, a... uh, how but I'm trying to you know like a, a tough guy he's gonna take no you know what and he's gonna you know really kind of whip the defense into shape and he might have some choice worlds for the offense I think if this is this is a hot take um and to keep with my you know spouts gambling addiction uh if you could bet on if there would be fights in training camp or not I would 100% take like a yes. There will be fights in training camp if Brian Flores coaches the defense, because I think that that's the kind of defense he would he would bring. That's the kind of mentality he would bring. Is the defense would be nasty and it would be aggressive and it would just I think be better. Yeah. So I would like to see him him get that job for sure. Yeah, I mean to that point, I think there's I think there's definitely, you know a level of positivity to bringing someone like Brian Flores in. And, you know, we just also just need to be clear. It's not like he's just a jerk. Like he didn't get run out of Miami cause he was, you know, doing the whole, uh, urban Meyer thing, you know, kicking oh, his players and yeah, no. none of that nonsense, you know, you know, Brian Flores, he's, he's, he's tough. He's aggressive. Um, he's maybe a little bit of a hard, as you said, <laughs> hard butt. <laughs> I mean, let's um, just say it. Like, fam- we can say it. This, this is a family like, show, Jordan. <laughs> I think you can keep but... a PG rating if you say how ass. I think that that's okay. Like you know, just like just I'll put the parental guidance warning on. But like, <laughs> but I, I, I to that point, I think. Uh, I mean, they're still coaching adults. Um, this isn't you know this isn't you know daycare middle school where you're trying to, you know, take care of people, make sure that, you know, nobody's feelings get hurt. Um, and I also think that, you know, you, you couple the, uh, the O'Connell, you know, like positivity and enthusiasm, that type of moxie with Brian Flores and his intensity and maybe at times negativity in the sense of criticizing and really trying to, I don't even know what the best way to describe it is, but really push guys harder. It's almost like negative reinforcement versus positive reinforcement. Like Kevin O'Connell, I feel like is very much the like, you know, I kind of said it in my take. Like he's the, you guys can get him next time. And I think Flores has more of the mentality of like, you know, whacking your wrist with a switch if you don't do things correctly and saying like, again, until you do it right. And, and both coaching styles can work. And um, I think that having that, dichotomy that yin and yang in the locker room would actually yeah. kind of be a really really good good thing i yeah you can tell i is he your favorite for the job like is he who you would like to see oh. yeah and i absolutely i think part of that is the celebrity type status right you know he's been a head coach um really good looking guy like he's a smooth smooth speaker like yeah there's a lot of things about him where it's just like yeah we'd want we'd want him and um, it's, it reminds me of when zimmer would bring it you can tell that we both like him to be the favorite by the way we've spent ha- over half of this show talking about brian flores <laughs> and i'm okay with continuing it because let's let's be honest you know there are two other candidates that could very well get the job and could very well be very good at the job but brian flores is a completely different guy it's like when zimmer got like nerve tono to run the offense for him because he had head coaching experience 
mm-hmm. uh, and Zimmer wanted someone to just take that side of the ball away from him. It reminds me of that, but you're using like a young, modern NFL yeah. defensive guy instead of using Noah Tono, whose offense was horribly outdated and, you know, d- just bad. Like it just wasn't a good offense to run yeah. in, in today's day and age. So it's, I, I love it. I think that it would be an electric hire. I really do. Do you want to talk about the other candidates? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, how about we, I mean, you know, on on the on the topic of you know you, you mentioned earlier the Vikings interviewed somebody today that was you know Ryan Nielsen from the Saints uh, co-defensive coordinator defensive line coach. What are your first thoughts on him? I know we're all you know repulsed by the idea of bringing somebody in from New Orleans, but you know that aside, what uh, what interests you about him? Uh, so it, something that interests me about him, and this is gonna go, this is gonna be the same for uh, Desai, who we'll talk about in a moment. Um, and it's really the same across the across the board for the defensive coordinator. They're going young. They're getting a lot younger yes. at the defensive coordinator spot. And so um, I like that a lot. I think that you do have to get a Momad on defense, and the young guys are going to bring the Momad on defense. Um, it's not crazy it's it's a good i think it would be a solid hio i believe they interviewed him last season or was it desai that they interviewed last season i can't remember it was desai okay then nielsen is the it's see i and this is why i think we spent so much time on flowers is because these guys are they've been defensive coordinators in the league um I, I, the Saints defense wasn't, you know, the 2000 Ravens. It wasn't, you know, this crazy unit, um, but it was serviceable. I think that he shows a lot of creativity in what he does there. And I also think that it would be somebody that kind of bought a different flavor than what Donatel was bringing. And I think that's what Vikings fans are clamoring the most for right now. It's just something yeah. other than, you know, 10 yards off coverage, keep everything yep. underneath, like get a little bit aggressive. And I, I think that he would bring that, that style of yeah. defense. What do you think of him? I mean, what, do, what do we know about the saints, right? You know, they, they don't blitz a lot, but they are a very aggressive defense insofar as you know, what you're saying There's press man. I mean, the first thing I think of with Marcus Lattimore is five yards of bumping with, with Justin Jefferson, you know, that's like what their corners would do. Part of that is confidence. Part of that is just, Marcus Lattimore is a very good defensive back. Um, but I think we, we need a little bit more of that. I'm out here to control the game rather than, you know, let the game come to me sort of approach. And, you know, he, he wasn't the uh, defensive coordinator last season, but um, New Orleans was an elite defense in 2021. Very good. Um, best in the league in tons of different measures. And, so he's been a part of groups that have coached very, very good defenses. And so one thing I do want to just point out here is, you know, just because most of, you know, most fans haven't heard of Ryan Nielsen or Sean Desai doesn't mean that they wouldn't be good coaches. Yeah. I had never heard of Matt Daniels until he showed up and the special teams had a good season this year. Um, everybody had heard of Ed Donatel. I was one of the people who was excited for Ed Donatel. His Broncos defenses were generally pretty good. He coached the bears defense for a while. They were very good and it just didn't work. It was terrible. Like, so just because we've heard of the potential hires doesn't mean it's going to work out or not. Um, but I, I do think the, the idea of bringing in Nielsen from that Saints sort of, you know, punch you in the mouth sort of defense could actually it could be a good welcome change yeah i i completely agree um i i think that there is 
I, I want to move on to Desai because I do know a little bit more about Desai than I do about Nielsen. Yeah. But like you said, the Saints had a really good defense. They're aggressive. They play a lot of like, you know, like bump and run type coverages. They, they'll get up in wide receivers' faces. Um, another point that we should make, and we'll talk about this next week on the shows, Mo, but like I think there's going to be a lot of player changes as well because I do think it's crucial yes. that – Whichever guy we end up going with, we have to get a defense that is like we don't we need we don't need to get a coach that fits our players. We need to get the coach and then get the players in to to Absolutely. fit that scheme because I think that this defense is in. I mean, it's a complete overhaul. You know, I mean this this Kyle has three hundred thousand miles on it. It's time to get a new one, like completely. I mean, it, so, it hasn't worked for three years. Like yeah. it's the the defense was pretty good in twenty nineteen. Um, I don't remember all the metrics and everything, but they were top ish of the league and it just fell off the rails after yeah. that. Like <laughs> we, we, it's been terrible for three years. Yeah. We got to just it's cycle been, it out. It's been really bad. And and like I said, it's, it's time for coaching change. It's time for players, a lot of players to change. And, and that's yep. going to be a really tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. Cause I think there's yeah. going to be some surprising names, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, so let's talk about Sean Desai, right? Um, this one is really interesting to me because one, they interviewed him and I heard a really, really good take. It's like, do you really call a guy one year later and say, we would like to talk to you again about this job. And then you don't yeah. give him the job. That kind of feels like, you know, the, the old Geico commercials like, Oh, you gotta be quicker than that. You gotta be, it's, it just seems rude. So I kind of yeah. think Desai is the favorite to get this job. Uh, <laughs> he was in Seattle. Uh, he was the D coordinator for the Bears last season. Um, and he coached just on the defense, um, for Chicago for a while, like for like two or three years before that. Um, if I am correct, I believe he runs the same style of defense as Vic Vangio. Well, he, uh, he came from the, uh, the Donatel Fangio yes. family. But so, uh, <laughs> I, I have seen that. He never directly walked with Donatell and Fangio. Oh, like if he if he did, he kind of took their defense and has put his own, we'll call it the Desai defense spin on it. Um, kind of modernized it, you know, gotten some some clean edges on it. Maybe played a little bit more press man coverage and blitzed a time or two. So, um, I, I that's gonna scale a lot of people hearing that he walked with Ed Donatell and Vic Fangio or that he runs a similar defense. He does. He, it's similar. It is not the same, and I think that's a crucial, crucial point to make. Is that it's just similar. It's not the same. He's gonna. He's gonna be more aggressive, and I think that's something the Vikings are gonna be looking for in their coordinator hires. I, just the way that the the names that they've gotten, the other two names are aggressive men and aggressive coordinators. I don't think they're bringing in two very aggressive guys and then they're going to give the job to someone who says, I think we should play off uh, off zone coverage and keep everything in front. They're, they're going to change things up. They're going to change things up. They're not, they're not yeah. idiots. So what do you think of Desai? What's your take? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about just maybe the results that he has coached, if you will. Um, so he was only a defensive coordinator for one year. Um, you know, we talked about the whole Fangio Donatel overlap. They they were in Chicago for four years overlapping. Doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they run the same defense or anything. So I don't I don't want people to read into that too much. I know um you know, some people have thrown that around Twitter, um, that like, you know, hey, they were in they were in Chicago together. It doesn't it's not necessarily good or bad. Um but 
the uh, the Bears defense in 2021 was fine um, in some ways. Um, the Bears, you know, always have decent defenses. Um, Dustin Baker tweeted this out, so I'll just give give shout out to him. But fifth in yards allowed, 13th in DVOA. I hate that acronym. Sorry, Dustin. And uh, 21st in points allowed. Um, so not necessarily horrible, but the 21st in points allowed isn't like something you want to clap your hands at. And this year when he coached in Seattle, he was not the defensive coordinator. He was just a defensive assistant, but the defense wasn't good. Um, so in some ways, just looking at the results, you're kind of like, Ugh. um, however, results don't necessarily mean everything when it comes to hiring somebody new, especially when he only had one season to be a DC. Um, you're getting a whole brand new bunch of players that he's never coached before. It's a different sort of formula. Um, so Yes, results matter, of course. It's part of his resume at this point, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, well, they gave up twenty-first, the twenty-first amount of points, so that probably means they're probably going to allow about the twenty-first amount. Like, it's it's not it's not a one-to-one thing. But all that said, something that I just do want to acknowledge with this group is the youth is clear. It's clearly what this this organization is going for. Um, yeah, I mean they don't want people over 40 it feels like um which obviously is a little bit of a joke but um all of these three different interviewees are right around 40 um all young guys so it's the culture they're going for um fresh new ideas modern new ideas so i think the fans are gonna it's it's always you know there's always hope right there's always the hope with these new changes that something will get better. And frankly, it can't get much worse. So um, it's an exciting time. Um, like you said, championships are, are won in the off season. And so, uh, a perk of getting beat in the first round of the playoffs is you get an extra week to, uh, to prepare for the next season. So the Vikings yeah. are hopefully getting a little bit of a head start on that with the coaching and then, you know, players and all that to come soon. Yeah, and I think that a uh, big decision in like, because we we're gonna do like mock drafts and stuff on this on this channel, and we're gonna do you know all the fun off season things. I I can't really do a mock draft right now because I don't know what kind of defense we're gonna be running next season. So like, do I draft the big meaty nose tackle or do I go with a plus man counter? Do I draft a counter that's good in zone? Like, there's so many questions. So I think that the Vikings also have those same questions. So. I expect the defensive coordinator announcement to be made kind of soon. Um, hopefully it's Flores. Maybe it won't be. I mean, who cares? D- just get us in the top 20 and we'll win the dang Super Bowl. Like, it just we just can't be, like, second to last. By the way, I was going to wait until we got off, but I do think this I, – I at least think it's kind of funny. I looked up because I was like, I thought Seattle had an all-right defense this year. They – whoa, really bad. I did not realize that. I was like, yeah. holy cow. Like, I – no, yeah, they were bad defense. They were a bad defense. Yep. So, we'll see what happens. Those three interesting names, though, those are the guys the Vikings are interviewing. Sorry if you wanted them to hire Wisconsin's head coach or whatever it is for the defensive coordinator job. It's not, not happening. Not that into the college to pro stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big not a big fan of it. You know, uh, what was his name? Uh, Joe, uh, what can't Joe Judge was that it? I don't remember the guy from the, Joe Judge. Yeah, was he, he was the, he no, coached no, no, no. the Giants for a minute. Yeah, but he was the he came from New England. I was thinking of the guy from uh, Carolina, but well, this doesn't matter. This is crap. oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I have his name, but can't think of it. But yeah, Matt uh, Rule. 
Matt Rule, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that didn't but, go very well. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't. I, this is not a Carolina Panthers show. But uh, yeah, those are the defensive. Those are the defensive coordinator options. Uh, tune in next week on the channel. We'll be talking about the off season. We'll be talking about draft capital, draft picks, salad. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. I'm gonna say it every show. That's my new. That's my goal for the off season. Championships are won in the off season. I'm gonna say it every single show. Uh, it's the new slogan for the show, but uh, I'll pass it off to you. I'll let you get us out of here, and then we'll uh, see you guys next week. Yeah, it's been a blast um, getting getting the off season kicked off right uh, tonight. And yeah, in, enjoy the uh, the conference championships this this upcoming weekend. You know, depending on you know how uh, how riveting these next couple weekends of football are, maybe we'll sprinkle a little bit of you know NFL talk in here, but no promises. Um, I'm sure that would, we'll you know, that would require, that would require us to watch the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm not <laughs> sure if we're going to do that or not. So anyway, this is, uh, this is Jordan will, um, signing off really on episode one of the off season. We will talk to you next week. Little teaser, like Jordan said, we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, off season moves that need to happen. And that, that's going to become more of a personnel show. This one, we talked about coaching. We'll talk about personnel next week. Um, Get ready for it. I think we're going to each have a few, maybe five, maybe six. Who knows? Just get ready for it. It's going to be exciting. We'll talk to you next week. This was Load the Box. Skull, y'all.